It's the Walk Before You Hunt podcast. I'm Nui. I'm Harry. And together we're going to talk our way through learning how to bow hunt. We're in the South Island and uh, we're going to give it a, a short good old crack. <laughs> a red hot crack. Join the journey. <laughs> the journey. <laughs> yeah. One foot in front of the other. <laughs> That's it, mate. You've got to walk before you hunt. My heart's up now. I'm, uh, I just want to get out there and I'll... I'll... Yeah, no, I want to eat and, and get ready and just go now. Mate, back at it again. Round two. <laughs> Wait, what podcast Round is this? Oh, five? Yeah, four? Fifth, fifth, four, yeah, six, seven, seven eight, eight, We've done a couple of these ten. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, a big, yeah. Oh, it's such a, you know, it's such a busy lifestyle, this, uh, <laughs> being a... A content creator. Oh, content creator. Yeah, I was like, media personality. <laughs> but it's not quite right. Content creator is probably much more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although... I've been known to be called a shit talker as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we thought we'd have a little bit of a yarn about some stuff that's been happening in the um, archery world first up. Yeah. And then probably have a chat about some gear that we're looking at getting for um, the hunting. Yeah. Sort of uh, a few bits that are becoming necessary. Especially... Uh, Oh, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's almost a third component to the podcast. Yeah. Siri's like, I want to have an interview too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. She's, she's like, tell me everything you want to buy and I'll find it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I suppose, especially with the with the current sort of climate out there at the moment, mate, the weather's yeah. been um, running hot and cold lately, hasn't it? Oh, most definitely. But, uh, but getting into some of the gear that's been coming out the last couple of weeks, Ultraviews come out with their their new release, their Hinge Two, which is the same as the Hinge One. Yeah, <laughs> almost identical. They've just removed the need to buy a um, separate um, non-click versus click um, moon that goes in the the hinge. The ergonomics of it, like the holding, is a very minimal change. I think it's not it's not worth an immediate upgrade. Um, but I think they um, had a lot of people thinking that they were going to come out with a thumb button uh, release. It, it's funny because it was only days earlier that we spoke about it, right? Like yeah. uh, on the on the. YouTube show, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like your ideal release, dream release, and yeah. and you can go through reading the comments of of what people were saying on the their teaser page, and everyone's saying, "Oh, if it's a thumb button, take all my money now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I actually have a feeling that they might not get as many sales as they were hoping for this particular because they've also priced it at a very a premium price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not an awful lot different from the first one. They've pulled a toyed Hilux facelift, basically, eh? Like yeah. Change the front bumper and yeah, yeah, so. give the, oh, we'll give this one the carpet for a couple of models and then <laughs> back to the vinyl floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what how that goes and whether they see what they've done there and they come up with the, the thumb button 
at some point within the next year. Yeah. But if they're going to wait a whole year, I think they're they're counting on there being some pretty good sales for this. If yeah. they wait the year, but if they don't, I think that's a clear indication to show that um, it maybe didn't quite settle as well as they were hoping. Yeah. Well, I I think if they do re- release the thumb button releasing that, like that's a very attractive prospect. Like yeah, that's taking a really good release because it's not lose fact side of the fact that it is a really good release. Oh yeah, and making it just so much better. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they could probably take some of my money too. I think if they made the the thumb up, but but the, like you said, the comments, everyone was saying it. They have to be looking at that and going, oh, maybe we should put a thumb button yeah. <laughs> on this release. But yeah, I, I I think I had some anticipation as well. It was almost excitement that what we had discussed was about to happen. Yeah, and yeah, no, they just gave it a paint job. Yeah. So a little bit of a shame there, but yeah. hey, look, still a cool product. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. agreed. But That's on other news, would you like to tell everyone about this awesome company that you found um, that needs more um, publicity? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't really spend a lot of time looking at Bow Gear. Um, Harry is usually. Uh, I get I get filtered the the top ten percent from from Harry like he's like this is cool you need to check this out, um but breezing through Instagram the other day, uh, which I feel takes up too much of my time in a day yeah uh, I probably beat myself up a little bit about that but anyway moving on I seen this bow um, by a company called APA they're a Canadian company he sounds like he uh, Maybe French Canadian, to be honest, and his, and his accent after you know doing a little bit of following and looking at uh, their account. Uh, but they have what I have to say is probably the coolest bow I've ever seen. Like uh, blows the doors off the carbon bows, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it is priced reasonably high, like it's up there in the top end. But the utility. That comes from it. Yeah. No other bow on the market that we've seen yet has that sort of utility or just that next level of they've thought about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's skinnier than every other bow. It's generally quite short for a bow as well. It has like a super extreme brace height, but for anyone that's the distance between the string and the handle, uh, generally the longer that distance is, the more forgiving it is, the shorter it is. The less forgiving it is, but the more horsepower it makes. Basically, it's just all the speed machines have short brace heights, and this has the shortest I've seen. Yeah. Um, and it's available off the shelf from them. Yeah, you have to special order it at uh, 80, 90, and 100 pound. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. 100 pound off the shelf. And it's shooting heavy arrows at phenomenal speeds. Like, it's right at the top end of the market. Yeah. Uh, Aluminium frame. It's got a carry handle. It's it's just it's, yeah. Is I think knife sharpener actually... on it. I mean, it's like the it's like the infomercial version of a compound bow, but it's super awesome as well. Like it's uh, and they've got some wicked colours. Yeah, like some like proper gradient colours in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you're like it just hasn't. You don't see that on many other bows. It is. 
it's like a custom bow, but not at the custom bow price point. Yeah. It's a custom bow at a premium bow price point. I think, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, that price, yeah. Yeah. I Because I'm not real hot on the price of bows in US dollars, but... Yeah. All those carbon ones, are, you know, they're pushing 1800 1900 bucks. It's, and it's well cheaper than that. Yeah. Well cheaper than that. And, um, and, and yeah, I, man, I was... Just out of nowhere that came about. Neither of us had heard about it. And then we spent a day basically just reading every piece of material they ever made. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a cool piece of kit. That is definitely not on the cards currently. But um, <clears throat> it's something that I'm definitely going to look at. Yeah. And, uh, and the prospect of being able to pull a few more pounds out of a bow sounds pretty cool. Like I'm, like I'm pretty comfortable that I'd order the 80-pound one. Um, <clears throat> I've even been... Working out in the garage for the last week. Right. Uh, sort of every other afternoon, I'll get out there and throw the kettlebell around. I've got a 16 kilo kettlebell. Probably need to buy another one shortly, but. A 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 For that 100 pound. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, might just go a couple of kilo increments, <laughs> you know. But I've been swinging around and I've been, I've chosen a few motions too that suit. Um, that suit drawing a bow and some core stability and and pounding the pavement, right? Or, yeah. Or, or, or walking, like just focusing on some of those muscle groups. But definitely, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of back and shoulder work going in there as well. Eh? To, the other the other day, I was doing some um, just some practice with the bow, and after about forty shots, like. I noticed my shoulder was starting to get a little bit tight and sore. I hadn't had a good night's sleep the night before, and we'd been we'd been on the turps for a birthday, so it wasn't a massive night, so I wasn't hungover or anything. Like but I just noticed the shoulder was getting a little bit sore, and I was just like, "That's uh, that's disappointing." That's uh, no, 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 no. My shoulder doesn't get tired pulling Sydney pounds. <laughs> it should just be getting stronger. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so I've been throwing a bit of weight around to pushing some tender try and sort that issue out as well so that's cool yeah yeah those those bows are exciting man they are and um and it's no it's no frills what they're throwing up on social media but i'm watching every minute of it like yeah if i happen to land on about 2000 us out of the blue Boy, boy, do I know what I'm buying! Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just incredible that they've they've managed to bring all of that technology and innovation into a bow that's a, a decently priced high end bow, and you stacked it up compared to the other crowds, and it just makes you think, why are they not doing it? Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, and I'm going on about it, but it's like, the cam timing module is so cool. Like, just being able to just, oh, and, and I mean, I know other companies do it, but like, being able to press the bow. Um, well, only one other company does that, and yeah. they've only just brought that out this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's just like, and, and there's just a pin that lives in the frame. You remove the pin, um, draw, Put the pin in, and then you, the bow's pressed, and then you're able to do yeah. you know, do whatever you want to it. That, that way is so smart. <clears throat> Whereas the Matthews way, it's like you've got to have an extra string with you. Yeah. 
So you've got to take that on in your pack and put it in your pack. Whereas this, this bowl already lives on the bow. Like yeah. it's already with you. You're not, you can't forget it. Like it's there. Yeah, it's just, they're so well thought out. Yeah. I am. Um, that is, I mean, I feel like every other week we talk about how good this bow is and this is going to be the next greatest thing in life. But this one is just so far ahead of everything I've talked about. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm frustrated that we didn't wait three more days to make that YouTube show so I could waffle on about it for hours then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of talking about the prime inlines, which is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to buy one of those anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're a nice bow. But they're just, man, this thing is just like, it's like this guy tapped into my thoughts. <laughs> and he's like, no, I've got you. Yeah, 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 sinker. yeah. Just come check out this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me all of your money. <laughs> and there's a pretty cool photo of one of their bows that's shot in New Zealand, isn't there? Mm. There is someone that's right in New Zealand with one of these bows. Probably need to hunt that guy down, I think. Yeah, and ask him all about it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool to see it in, in, in action. And have a hold and shoot, and just have a shoot with one A, just see what it feels like in the hand. Yeah, because it's, it's actually been quite cool going to the range, been to the two shops down here in Christchurch. You know, we've seen the ex, Expedites, we've seen some PSCs, we've seen some Bears, seen a few Hoyts, seen some Matthews at the range. And it's quite, it's cool to see the different variety and um, kind of figure out what you like. Um, but it would be awesome to see one of these in in action. Yeah. And just kind of put, see all your thoughts that you think of the bow and, and see if they uh, live up to expectations in, in the field, you know? Yeah. And... Man, I, I can't see why it wouldn't because every other bow that you see kind of lives up to ex, expectation that you have for that particular bow, I I feel. So I don't see why it wouldn't. I like the fact that it's super light. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah cause it's, and it's carved down to the bare necessary parts, right? Like, oh man, it's just... I. I think I, I think when you find these innovations, it's just so elegant. It's just like, oh, well, you know, you've got rid of all those extra bits and just made it work with this many bits. You know, good on you. I, I, I think that level of thought, it's almost a degree of sophistication in thinking, right? Like, yeah, this guy here, he gets it. He he's worked out that I don't need all all this other crap if I do it like this, and that and that to me is almost the height of sophistication. Yeah, when you can minimise it down to the, the bare necessity. So, but yeah, that was um, so that was pretty cool. But I think the other thing, if we can move on, I don't know if you, you no, 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 I'm kind of done with the bow stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is um, packs your. You're still on the hunt for a pack? Still you, on the hunt for the pack. The, the Sika 40 litre was... Sika 40 litre was the, the one I was looking at um, a few weeks ago. Just happened to go into the shop yesterday, tried tried the 40 and the uh, 80 litre version on again. Um, they look, I still think they're pretty comfortable packs. Um, but I hadn't... We hadn't talked about this yet, but I was I tried on a, a Tacona 
Oh yeah, yeah. That was um, literally was just had the shoulder straps and had a, a frame, and then you attached the bag to the frame, and the bag was just like they called it a pack bag. So you chuck everything in it, and it's strapped to the frame. Now that was uh, really interesting because it was. Oh, Damn, that frame with the, the holder on the pack was very, very comfortable. Um, the only thing I need to look at it more and maybe try it on again is that the frame is like is actually like a seat. Yep, yep, I know. And, and yep. at the bottom it comes out. And I just have a feeling that that may be a little bit of a problem with catching things. Like yeah, when you're yeah. walking in the bush... Like we was on the hunt that we went out to in Purunakaiki. Yeah. That if you're in a tight area and you're getting around, that just hitting things or catching things under that, I just think it might be a little bit of a hindrance. But in saying that, I think if if I did have that pack, um, I would adapt. Yeah. I'd work with it. I don't think it's... And there was a punishing shithouse piece of bush to try and, like, clamber through, like... Yeah. And, like, I feel like we learnt a lot doing that as well. Like, you know, if if the visibility's less than 20 yards, it's probably not going to be ideal for the hunting anyway. So, unless you have to get through that kind of bush or to get to a location that you're heading to... Yeah. It makes, like, okay, you get through, but actually hunting in there? Mm. Well, essentially, at that point, we were stalking, right? Because we knew yeah. we knew the goats were in there. Right. So, there's probably an argument that there was no real way we were going to get lost in that area because because <sighs> the lay of the land with the creek basically coming to the track, yeah. we probably could have dumped our packs and gone for a very stealthy sort of... Um, uh, a cruise through there, but it was tough, tough, dense bush. Like it's not like it was open beach forest or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you do adapt. Because oh, I mean, I know on by my pack, I would never get through there with my pack now, because it's, it's wider than I am. If I've got the pods on the side, you know, like. You would have to adapt. Yeah. You'd have to adapt, yeah. Yeah, so I quite liked that one. And to be fair, the price for the frame and the harness was, I think it was like 270 And then for the pack itself, that goat went on it, was like 150 Wow, that is so, affordable. And I'm pretty sure that was an ADD to pack. Now, hey, look, it's not waterproof. You could you have to slap another waterproof bag on over that, but that's pretty much like any pack. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at that, yeah, it's, yeah, I reckon that's pretty good for the money. It's not, it's not far off, and it, you know, you got the frame there, so you could essentially add a whole bunch more ties. So if you wanted to strap your bow to the pack to the frame, it'd be very easy to do. Yeah. Wouldn't be a difficult task. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. That's really affordable for a um, for a modular pack frame like that. Yeah, there really is. Um, so I definitely think it's worth a, another gander. 
Yep. Yep. Is this now where we do the whole... What packs are you guys using? <laughs> Leave us a comment yeah. and a like and a subscribe and tell us what packs you're using. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. I think... Then I was That's really there. affordable, man. Actually, I, I, I'm pretty keen to come along with you. Yeah, and check it out. Lose half a day looking at packs. <laughs> and then I was in there checking out the, the cooking because essentially I, I don't have... Like, I need to get... Uh, a, um, a full outdoors kit set up really yeah 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 uh, so I was looking at cooking stuff I was looking at sleeping bags looking at the, the like kind of blow up mattress kind of pillow stuff um, and yeah you can spend a heap of money or you can you know you can be smart of your money yep yeah especially when it comes to cookers right yeah. Like 100%. I will 100% promote the one I got. Yeah. 75 bucks from the warehouse, the gas craft cooker. Mate, that thing is the tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, right, like that, right? I think that's awesome, you know? There's, there's obviously, like, areas that, like, this, this MSR one that I was looking at would actually strive because it's not... It's not actually a flame that's cooking. It's like a, a, a mesh that's over it, which creates like a radiant heat. So it's not, you wouldn't actually lose a flame on it yeah. at all, which... Like, is it so like a, um, like one of the old gas lanterns? Um, where they go out into, oh man, I forget what those things are called, those little fabric things you put on them, you set the fabric thing on fire to burn it into ash, and then when you like light it, the the ash of the fabric thing emits all this light. It, it could be. Okay. But this, the, the mesh mantle. Was, mantle. Oh, man, I'm sure it's called a mantle. I'm probably wrong. Tell us if you're wrong. Leave it in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this one, I think it was like a steel mesh. Yeah. That creates this like radiant heat. Yeah. That project it up onto it. And that mesh would also protect it from wind um, bursts. So I think like it, it makes sense if you're like up in the Alpines. But if you're not up in the Alpines, I think like getting something simple, like you said, yeah, does the treat, does makes it, it works. It's the same weight. Yeah. It's the same volume. Yeah. It's a third and, of the price. And you <laughs> don't need to go and buy these fancy gas canisters that I've learned that. Yeah, yeah. At, old mates hunting and fishing they're charging you 40 odd bucks literally you can go get any gas canister same size 10 bucks and it do it's, it's the same gas yeah they fill it up at the same place yeah, yeah it's just yeah. different labels label. yeah there is one that's different that's the dark blue one but you ain't gonna need that unless you're in the snow yeah right and right. that's it's obviously like a, a coal yeah that's like a proper winter version of the gas yeah a different mixture but you, you, you go, go you know, through go through that quickly. What's the difference? So, so you got a mixture of propane and butane. Yeah. So, um, you got like a summer mix, and then you're gonna have a winter mix. All the orange ones typically would be like your summer mix, and you can still use them in the winter. But if you're going to like a snowy area that's very cold, that's sub-zero, you'll need uh, the winter mix 
which is typically the the blue canister. And and that's to do with the bottle freezing up, right? Or the can freezing up? Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Because those portable, you know, those portable stoves with like the 750ml bottle? Yeah. Boy, boy. Those things freeze up in the middle of summer. So, yeah, okay. Not that, not that I take that camping. I'm just like <laughs> making a point like that. They're, they're horrific for it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you, you don't need that. You just, you can go get one of those cheap little orange ones. I'm pretty sure you can get them at the warehouse. Or my tent. Yeah, they're hard to get though. They're, so, I mean... The state of global shipping at the moment yeah. is affecting some of the stuff. Yeah. Like, I tried to yeah. get one the other week. I had to buy an, an expensive can because right. I couldn't get the cheap one. So, yeah. Um, broke my heart. <laughs> 14 bucks instead of 750 Damn. Oof, mate. But anyway. I, yeah, I, look, I couldn't recommend enough. Like, and if someone was telling me wrong, I'll probably stand there and have an argument with them. Yeah. Like, it's like this thing... Cooks as fast as a jet boil, like boils a litre of water just as fast, weighs as much, looks basically the same, uh, third of the price. Man, that's my sort of, that's my sort of buying, you know, like that's, uh, yeah. The thing I think that those jet boils and the MSR and the Kodiak, I think it's called, that have going for them is if you buy the combo kit or whatever it is, you get the gas canister, you get the burner and in their special little flask. Everything just kind of fits together nicely. So it's just one utility pack, basically. Yeah. Which is is very convenient. Um, but to, that being said, you can actually make like your own utility pack at Bivouac. They do the pots, $25. The, yeah, yeah. The, th- the canister... 15 or whatever and then the burner 70 bucks and literally that would be no bigger than the the one thing I do like about the we'll call it that jet boiler MSR Kodiak gas craft style (laughs) the way it all interlocks and there is quite a bit of shielding around the flame you know and and what what I'm just trying to describe is the is the canister with the burner and the cup that locks into it? Like it all—it's all one yeah. vertically integrated unit. You know what? It probably happens, and you don't see it. Is that it's actually just efficient, right? You're probably using less gas, uh, and your that gas canister that you'd use for that one, off of that flame. You you maybe you get an extra two trips. Yeah. So you might better use it ten times versus eight times. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It just it, it all sits together nice and elegantly. You don't have to worry about anything tipping over. Yeah. Because if it's going to tip over, it would have already tipped over by now. Yeah. Yeah. And just think, uh, things like that. and I think I'm at ten liters of water boiled now on the warehouse bottle of gas, and doesn't show any sign of like slowing down I have a spare one with me because I expect eventually it will and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm keeping a mental tally of how much we get like 10, 10 litres in I feel like that's a great return on investment for 7 bucks of gas man like, yeah yeah um, it's a cool piece of kit but um but tents tents are, are a hard one I think because it's there's two real 
real paths that you can take here, right? Yeah, narrow and skinny, or you can go for like a dome setup, which looks much better in the weather. Yep, for sure. Uh, but mm. with that dome setup, you've actually just you've got to have more area as well. Yeah, you, you need a larger uh, area to to put it up. Yeah. Um, but volume volume wise, it's a much larger volume. Um, I'm not sure how that plays out in a, in colder temperatures, but most of these tents aren't four season. Doesn't matter what the ad says, right? Yeah. Like, it's like two microscopic layers of nylon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. still freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. Winter, so. yeah. yeah. None of these tents that are, I think the lightest I've seen is 1.3 kilos for a double wall. Um, and up to probably two and a half kilos. None of them are really kicking around in the four season area. Right? Maybe they, maybe some of them are, but they're also one and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, like the sky is the limit on when it comes to tens. And yeah, that's cool, man. If you want to spend a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars on a tent that's four seasons, then I'm proud of the people. But. Whew. I do not want to spend that much money on that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, I'll never be able to afford this a- APA. Uh, what, yeah. what's, what's that thing? What is it called? King Cobra, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll never be able to afford it for buying tents that, that are more expensive and than my And to be car. fair, it's like, yeah, you're going out into a harsh environment, rough environment. They're going to get um, used roughly. If you're spending 1500 bucks and you're going to use it roughly as well, you'd want it to last, right? You're going to be pissed if there's a little rip or a branch hits it. And you can't account for all that stuff. No. Like that, even the manufacturers can't account for that. So, and it's bound to happen. So you're better off going for something that does the job, but um, that is cheap, cheaper and affordable. And you could buy that maybe four times yeah. before you've even made up the... I don't know if better off is the right thing, but I definitely know that's the other path, right? Yeah. And that's definitely the way I'm looking. Uh, and, and there's probably just a... It becomes quantitative as well, right? Like, if I get a year out of a $200 tent that is weighs in at like a kilo and a half, um, hey man, I'm pretty happy about that. But realistically, when you start breaking that down, it's like, oh, if I get a year out of it, like, you know, an expectation, how many times do I use it in that year? Is it six times? Is it 10 times? Is it 20 times? You know, or, and in that, is, in that, does it just go up once and then down the next morning or does it go up and stay up for a couple of nights or whatever? You know, like... <sighs> do you know what I feel like, is, and we might come across this, is that once we've set up a tent, if we could get a tarp that goes over it as well, like just like a, a whole area covered, that oh, would yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just help the longevity of the tent. And a tarp is very, very. You can carry the tarp in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking they were light, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Even even flies aren't cheap, man. Like no. it's still it's still a couple hundred bucks for a fly. Like it was to the point where Lawanda and I were considering making one. 
um, and finding the material to make it. But even finding the material is hard to do. So it's become very obvious that making lightweight tents is not something that we do in New Zealand. No. And maybe there's a reason for it. Well, maybe there's room in the market for that. Yeah. Yeah. What has become quite apparent to me recently is how much of the stuff in the New Zealand market by what openly New Zealand companies comes from overseas. Uh, <clears throat> particularly comes out of China. I thought, oh, okay. It'd be, man, it'd be super cool if some of that stuff came from here. So, oh, the K2 packs. Right. The K2 packs. One of the really nice things about them, yeah, they're a great pack. They're super robust and everything like that. Man. You can see the lady's face on the website. She makes them. Yeah. And Nelson. That's a nice feeling, right? Like, yeah. It's a cool feeling. It's like if you had any issues, you could call her up. Yeah. Or send it to her and she might be like, yep, yeah, we can fix this for you. And hey, look, it might cost you a hundred bucks, but you could send it to her. She'd probably patch it up, do all that and send it back to you. Or I've got the sporting item that's 32 inches long and is really awkward shape to carry. Could you make something that holds this for me, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's, yeah. And, and that was one of the nice things I thought about the K2 pack. I think essentially I got to a very similar position at a better price point because it's second hand. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, the, t- the tent thing's going on. I think I'm going to pull the trigger this week on a, on a two person tent. Yeah. And, um, and we'll soon know the answer to what point <laughs> in the market your money's well spent. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, bro? Are you probably gonna after this week look at putting the trigger on the pack. Yep, one of them. Man, I'm keen to I'm keen to check out that pack. I'll have to come with you. Yeah. Right, that's um, that's definitely something I want to check out. Yeah. Well, they've got both good. of them there, so that's that's good. Good because then you can yep. try them both on as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that'd be cool. Yeah, I reckon we um, call it there for this one. Yep, and uh, we're catching it on the next one. And uh, give us a, a follow at uh, Walk Before You Hunt New Zealand? Spotify. Walk Before You Hunt New Zealand. Not to be confused with our overseas <laughs> partners, Walk Before You Hunt Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> Walk Before You Hunt Ecuador. <laughs> Definitely call Before You Hunt Colombia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't look too hard while you're up there. <laughs> No, yeah, well, before you hunt New Zealand, Spotify, yeah. you're already here, so just make sure you subscribe. Yeah, give us a thumbs up. Listen every appreciated. week. Appreciated. And you can also find us on uh, YouTube. Yep, well, before you hunt New Zealand on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the dog has had a violent experience there by himself. And what before you hunt New Zealand on Instagram. Yeah. No, cheers, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening in, yeah. and uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh... <laughs> Good boy.